good morning, and we are so thankful that you are joining today to be a part of our meditation of the Psalms today. And what a joy this has been this week to just take time together and look at different Psalms and uh, just to, to grab a cup of coffee. I, I have here with me today a special guest, um, one of our deacons with us, Dirk Klaus. Dirk, thanks for joining us today. I'm very pleased and very privileged to be here with you this morning. Well, thank you again. I, I heard that you are a coffee drinker, is that correct? That is true. You are a coffee drinker, so I can't, I can't win you over to my, my honey water. I might try it, but <laughs> I'll be tough to convince. To yeah, I don't think I've got too many people on my side for this so far, but um, I'm a tea drinker normally and kind of got into that. But whatever you guys at home are enjoying this morning, that's great. Um, I had my, uh, my honey water and, and enjoying the day already. But um, we're going to be looking at Psalm 37 today. So if you have your copy of Scriptures, so I need to grab that, Psalm 37. And um, this is another Psalm of David. David writes just such practical stuff. And, um, and he deals with in this Psalm, what do we do when we see kind of a two points that, that evildoers or the wicked are prospering and that godly people are sometimes suffering. Why is it that, the, that godly people suffer? I, I remember at different times in my ministry and, and, and having friends who were often ministry, I had a, a friend of ours who, uh, they're missionaries, and, and they had a three-year-old son die on the field. I had another missionary friend of ours that had a 13-year-old daughter die on the field. And you begin to wonder, God, why are, why are good people suffering and struggling why is that happening and yet it seems like sometimes that the wicked are prospering it seems like the wicked sometimes are, are not having some of the same struggles that we are and Dirk I know for you you were a law enforcement officer for how many years uh, going on over 40 now going on over 40 so so you've you've seen uh, that really in that probably that contrast very vividly before you and your in your work um, and so, so I had asked you earlier, I said, what is your favorite psalm? And we were discussing this, and you said Psalm 37. Can you, can you tell me why this really sticks out to you? In the course of doing police work, many occasions arise where you apprehend somebody in the commission of a crime or you work hard to investigate a crime, and you see the... Uh, the, through that process, you come to identify a suspect, and after a while, you file charges, and it goes to court. And you see people sometimes on a technicality get away with things, and you become frustrated with the system, mm. and it disturbs you when you look around and you see that the other people are getting away with things. You hear from other officers that they were also frustrated by the system, and I was uh, looking in this, uh, the Psalms and discovered that, yes, uh, David uh, had also experienced somebody pursuing him, and he was God's chosen man. Mm. And when I looked at Psalm 37, it really became a, a good guide for me that, yes, there are wicked people, and yes, they do get away with things, but God gives us a way to respond in that process. Yeah, so it kind of changes the perspective that although it may appear like they're getting away with things for now um, or they're prospering for now, when you start to get a, 
a, a godly spiritual perspective, you start to realize, wait a minute, God's in control, and they may have a time of prosperity. They may have a time where they're where they're getting that, but they're looking for their joy and they're looking for their peace and other means. And and David helps us refocus. And by the way, I think it's interesting that the, the fact that David questions this and, and writes this psalm reveals that we're not odd, I think, when we sometimes wonder this. I don't think it's odd for us to say, man, it just seems like bad people get good things and, and sometimes good people are struggling. And that's, you know, I think that that's very, that's a very real thing for us to kind of work through. But so then David, what he's going to do, he's going to lay out well, what should we do then? What should be our perspective? How do we keep that right perspective? And he really gives out several, especially in verses 1 through 9, as you have your Bibles open, uh, you're going to find several imperatives. And so if you have your Bibles open there this morning, uh, why don't you just take a moment and, you know, underline some. You're going to see there, and I'm going to read part of the portion of the text here, and then just underline. If you see an imperative or a command, that, that David's going to give, um, underline that. So it says, Do not fret because of evildoers, nor be envious of the workers of iniquity, for they shall soon be cut down like the grass, and wither as the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on His faithfulness. Delight yourself also in the Lord, and He shall give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in Him, and He shall bring it to pass. He shall bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as the noonday. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret because of him who prospers in his way, because of the man who brings wicked schemes to pass. Cease from anger and forsake, from wrath, forsake wrath. Do not fret, it only causes harm. For evildoers shall be cut off, but those who wait on the Lord, they shall inherit the earth. Hey, Dirk, in there, I mean, there's a lot of different imperatives, a lot of really good, strong encouragements. Any of them really stick out to you that if kind of been nuggets to hang on to that have been helpful for you? One thing I had to learn to do was cease from anger. Mm. Um, I really became angry sometimes when the court system, for whatever reason, a technicality or maybe a, a glitch, they became uh, an advocate for those people that I had charged and I had to fight my way out of it literally with the words that I had from these Psalms because I had to say to myself, I can't let this uh, overcome me. I have to learn how to deal with it and still do my job. Mm. Yeah, so that ceasing from anger was a hard one, forsaking wrath. Um, yeah, he gives a lot of real practical ones there. And he starts, and I don't know what you underlined as, as we went through this, uh, those who are listening this morning, if, you know, the, the do not fret is one there. Um, it kind of has the idea of, uh, you know, and it says, nor be envious. You know, we can start to, to kind of desire um, some of the blessings or prosperity they may have. But then he changes the tune in verse 3 and says, trust in the Lord and do good. And so there's a change of perspective. I'm not going to continue to focus on those material things because as we start to recognize, we're not citizens of this land anymore. When we come to know Jesus Christ, we are in Christ, we're inheritors of a better blessing, and we've got a better promise, a better future, and a better hope that we have before us. And so he says, hey, don't get yourself so fixated on that, the physical stuff of today. You know, yeah, someone may have a better running car, and yours is going to need work. Yeah, someone may have, 
you know, gotten a raise and you didn't, but you're going to have eternity to joy with God and, and we can have peace and joy and blessings in the midst of all of that, um, which is what he turns in. And I find verse four, um, probably the one that I have kind of out of these commands or these imperatives really hung on to the most where he says, delight yourself also in the Lord. That idea of having just, I'm going to, I'm just going to desire him. I'm going to pursue God and I'm going to just delight in, in, in what he has told me. I'm going to delight myself in his, my time with him. And it says, and he's going to give you the desires of your heart. What's interesting though, is when our delight is in the Lord, our desire is the Lord. And so what he's saying there is, if, if you watch the play of words there, is the more we des- delight in him, the more we desire him, that is our desire. He's going to give us more of himself. Um, and so there's going to be a, a greater return of just going to have uh, the Lord as um, really a, a close fellowship with him. I, I think of an illustration in Second uh, Samuel. Um, when you had the situation of Mephibosheth. You remember Mephibosheth with uh, uh, David? And, and David becomes king. And he says, Is there anyone that I might show grace to of the house of Saul for Jonathan's sake? And he's told about Mephibosheth, which was a son of Jonathan's, a grandson of Saul's. And Mephibosheth was crippled. Um, he, he, by all rights, uh, as was common custom of the day, they would kill off any threats to the throne. Mephibosheth could have been killed by David. And, and David says, hey, where is he? I want to show kindness to him. And, and, and Mephibosheth is brought to the house of, of David into the palace. And he said, I'm going to restore to you all the, the land, all the servants of, of Saul's to take care of the land. And I'm going to have you eat at my table continually. You're going to be with me. And, and, and there's really just a neat perspective of grace that God has done for us. The more we delight ourselves in the Lord, we start to focus on what He's done for us, that He's poured out grace upon us, that we are in Christ and we are inheritors, joint heirs with Christ, that we have been redeemed and forgiven and all these things that we've been looking at in our studies together in the book of Ephesians. And um, what's interesting to me then is, so later on after the coup of Absalom, uh, Mephibosheth was tricked and couldn't go with David. Uh, uh, Mephibosheth's servant tricks him. And when David comes back to the palace, he comes to Mephibosheth. And Mephibosheth hadn't, hadn't taken care of his feet, hadn't washed, changed, bathed, none of that the entire time that David had to flee. And David asked him, how come you didn't come with me? And he said, well, my servant Ziba tricked me. And he says, well, I've, David says to Mephibosheth, well, I've given to Ziba all the inheritance that was yours. I thought you abandoned me. And Mephibosheth tells him, he can have all of it. I don't care about it anymore. I just want to, I'm, I'm thankful that my, my Lord the King is safe and he wants to be with him. And I think that's the response. Mephibosheth's whole perspective changed to all I really want is to be at God's feet. All, all I, or David's feet. In our, our perspective, as we delight ourselves in the Lord, all we really want is more of him. They can have all that stuff. Uh, they, they can have, you know, all of the, the, the lands and the wealth and all those things. Mephibosheth says, David, I'm just glad that I can have fellowship with you again. And that is all that I desire. And I think that's where verse 4 comes in. As we start to just trust in the Lord, 
And then it leads on to uh, verse 7. It says, rest in the Lord. And yeah. When we have that peace, then we can rest in the Lord and just wait patiently for him to act in however he sees fit. Yeah. That's, that's a challenge to rest uh, sometimes. Because um, our, our tendency, well, you and I are both guys. You're a, you're a go-getter guy. You're a, a police officer. So mm-hmm. you're, you're, a, you're a man of action. Um, and sometimes our, our challenge is to rest in the Lord and to just kind of give it over to him and, and, and trust that he's going to take care of it. Um, do you have a hard time with that sometimes? Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I, I figured you would. I, I'd say probably most guys do. We're, we're kind of go get it type of things. Um, and we want it now. We want to take action and we want immediate results. It's sometimes difficult to wait through the processes to see how all this plays out in the court system. Yeah. Yeah. And in life, just to sometimes just to take pause and say, okay, God, I'm going to, I'm not going to rush into this. I'm going to, I'm going to pray um, and I want to seek what you want. Um, I, 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 I love uh, just reading the different prayers of uh, saints throughout the Bible and, um, and um, just that, that heartbeat of, okay, I'm going to rest in the Lord and I'm going to wait patiently for him. What a perspective changer there then it is. So we commit our way to the Lord. We trust in him. We rest in him. Uh, any others that stick out to you, Dirk, that really have been a challenge or a blessing to you? Well, I had to learn early on in my Christian walk to trust God and not my own understanding. So early on, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, mm-hmm. plus verse 7, that I needed to rely on Him and accept His direction. And when He said, I will direct your path, that meant that after I learned to trust God and lean not on my own understanding, and to acknowledge him and that he would direct my path. I learned later on that if he is directing my path, he would give me provision along that path. Mm. So that there was, um, in verse seven also says, be not wise in your own eyes. So there was a lot of times where I had to turn from my own way of thinking and look at the way God would look at things and that he has the ability and the motive and he's dependable to me in my daily walk. Yeah, that's really good because that's really where the psalm continues in Psalm 37. As, as David then acknowledges, he says that, that God's going to take care of the wicked. They're going to be wiped out. He's going he's to handle them. Um, and, he, and he details that a variety of ways. Um, but you know, the wicked are going to be cut off, and you're going to see that and, and those things. But then he talks about how God will sustain and take care of and, um, and those ways. Um, and... Uh, you know, you kind of see it all the way. I, I see it in verse 23, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. And that kind of goes along with that idea of Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 that you were just mentioning. Right. Um, the trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean, on your, lean not on your own understanding, all your ways, acknowledge Him. He says, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. He delights in His way. And then it says, though He fall, He shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholds Him with His hand. God's going to uphold and, and take care of us. Even when we sometimes stumble, our, our way is upheld by Him. And then He even says, and I think it's very fitting for our situation that we're going on in our country right now. He says, I've been young and now I'm old, yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken, nor His descendants begging bread. God is going to provide and take care of us. You might go to the, to the store and feel like, man, everybody's wrestling and grappling over stuff. And, and David says, man, I, 
God will take care of us. He's going to take care of those needs. And, and during those times, again, go back to, to verse 5 where it says, commit your way. And, and that's what I think is our daily walk with God, putting yeah. our faith in Him, talking to Him, seeking Him, and pleasing Him by serving Him with the gifts. He uh, becomes our focus. Uh, our heart longs for Him, and we seek His uh, presence and fellowship in our life. And uh, that, that's what gives us that peace that the world doesn't have and uh, that longs for. They're looking for it in the, the provisions of, of the world instead of what God has provided to us in His Word. Yeah, that's good. Well, I'm just going to wrap this up with the last kind of thought in the, in the psalm. Uh, at the end of verse 39, he says, He is their strength in the time of trouble. Lord shall help them and deliver them. He shall deliver them from the wicked and save them because they trust in Him. That's good uh, good words for, I think, right now, what our, our country and our world is going through, that, that God is our strength in time of trouble. Um, we're, we're going through that. This is a time of trouble. Yep, and it's also in Psalm 46, which is a very popular uh, psalm in that verse 1, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Mm. Therefore, we will not fear. Yeah. Uh, I love that. And I also love verse 10 where it says, just rest in him, be still and know that I am God and I will be exalted. Yeah. And uh, we need an anchor today. We need to be sure that he's in control. We need to be uh, resting in him and uh and that's why all these verses create a little pattern for me that when I see things going on in the world, I don't have to, to fret about the, the wicked or the people that seem to be gaining when maybe some of us are losing, that I can just trust in Him, commit in Him, delight in His Word, rest in Him, and cease from anger. And then the last verse uh, in my little uh, group here was verse 11 where the meek, uh, shall inherit the earth. And I like that because I looked up a uh, definition for meek and it was power under control, mm. uh, submissive to the master, and courage and control under pressure. These are things that I needed to do when I was in a tough situation. I needed to be uh, having this power, but have it under control and not misuse it or abuse it in any way. Yeah, well, that's good stuff. I appreciate your perspective. From 40, going on 41 years, you said, of... Well, plus military, it'll be about 45. Wow. So. Yeah. So not a guy to mess with. Um, <laughs> but, I, you know, I, that's what I do appreciate, Dirk. You, you have such a heart for people. Um, and it's clear that God's word has been your meditation and delight because it, it's reflective that, that you just hunger and desire the Lord and you trust in him and you have that. And so I've been encouraged by your testimony just just fellowship with you over the years and uh, appreciate that you could be here today with us. Pleasure just to, to serve with you. Just to share Psalm 37 with us and, and share that this morning. So, hey, let's close in prayer and, um, and then we'll let you get to your days today. Father, thank you so much that even when we see turmoil and even sometimes the difficulty of recognizing sometimes people around us are prospering and, and we're going through hard times, God, we recognize that you're in control, that we can trust in you, that we can delight in you and just, Lord, what a joy then we get more of you. Um, and God, I pray that you'd help us, that we would have that meekness, as, as Dirk was just mentioning, that is, is encouraged here and that we would trust in you and uh, that you would guide our way. Today, Lord, would you guide our steps? 
Would you guide our way that we would trust in and that we do? It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Well, hey, thank you guys so much for tuning in.